Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, people, or good morning, depending on where you're at, or pretty soon, anyway. Uh, welcome to the inaugural edition of Wide Men Can't Moonsault. I'm Timmy D, and with me, as always, the man from Pennsylvania, T.R. Shock, Tom Robbins. What's up? What's up? What's going on? Uh, Monday well, night. She... Yeah, and we both know what that means. Uh, Monday Night Raw. Quite the show tonight, let me tell you. Yeah, uh, this is a, this is not a regularly scheduled program. We'll get a wrestling two-hour block probably for you permanently in the coming weeks. Nate is on the uh, Atlantic Ocean probably right now. Or is he on the shore right now? Uh, I believe he's in. Uh, is he not still on his? Uh, he's on his tour of Bahamian uh, bathhouses. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know what he's doing, but... Um, <laughs> I'm not sure, quite honest. I think he actually was on... I think he did hit land today for a bit, I think, if I read that correctly. But I, I, from what I know, they don't stay overnight anywhere. They're back on the ship and on to the next spot. Nah, so, they suck so so I hope he's, he's, he's having a good time anyway, because Lord knows we sure are here. And uh, he, He's making like we'll Florida right Georgia or... line. <laughs> Uh, stepped on so, that bad joke, um, maybe the better. We'll see. Uh, I stepped. I, I, I turned on the TV. I, I have to admit, I'm gonna full disclosure. Uh, I don't remember the last time I watched an entire uh, three hours of Raw, um, and I now know why. Um, unless this wasn't a, a particularly not good Raw, which is possible, I guess. Um, just my just get my general take on things, and then we'll go to matches because it really wasn't all that many matches really for a three-hour show. Um, for starters, the crowd seemed to be pretty quiet, and you got uh, air conditioner issues right at this moment, sir. Wrong. It was a fan. Better. Well, fan, whatever. Um, I, I I don't know, like maybe because it's an overseas show, maybe they don't care so much about the storylines and who's wrestling who and all that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm not sure how much that plays into the into the, the making of the card, but nothing really seemed to make a whole lot of sense to me tonight. Um, maybe it was me. We'll see how you felt about it. Uh, there's nothing that bugs me more than when they start a show. With and no word of a lie, because I timed it, 16 minutes of yapping as Roman Reigns cries about not being over and blah blah blah, and the crowd boos. <laughs> they always do. Uh, I, I don't know. I just I don't understand the point of what they're trying to do there. Uh, they throw out Mahal against Reigns, I guess even though they never, ever managed to have a match. I, I guess hoping that somehow Jinder ends up the heel in that mess, but he doesn't, and the whole thing backfires, and 
Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what the point of the whole intro was. <clears throat> well, I, as I always say, have a different perspective on things. Um, I watch every week, have forever. Haven't liked every week forever, but it's been part of my blood, so that's what I do. Um, <clears throat> I'm not the typical... Um, Negative, I hate the booking guy um, that every show has. I uh, look from a different perspective. So what I want to first say is that, uh, yeah, it was pre-taped. The crowd for London was disappointing. Uh, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, they didn't get up. I, 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 you know, I managed to do like a screen-in-screen thing where I could watch basketball and wrestling. So... Um, but anyway, uh, that's neither here nor there. Um, Roman is, I don't want to be the nitpicker guy, but he is over. Um, until they start turning their backs or walking out of the stadium, he is over because he gets loud reactions, and that's what they translate to being over, whether McMahon's right or not. Uh, doesn't seem to be right, but... He's not going bankrupt anytime soon, and that's his guy. So, no, well, he's true. Do? Um, that is the measure of success these days. Transgender, uh, who we had? No, that was last night's show. Um, Jinder Mahal, <laughs> fucking Jack to the gills, man. You should be his boy because he's from. Yeah, Calgary. I don't know what that boy is on, but it's good, whatever it is. Yeah, man, he's only 30 years old. He's going to fuck himself up later, but, God, he looks good now. I hope he's getting some poon, some uh, poon-jabby poon-tang. But, um, anyhow, I don't know which Singh brother got hurt. There was one that was taking bumps from everywhere. He was a fucking nutcase. I don't know if that's the one that got hurt. That would make sense. But now he's down to one Singh brother. And, uh, and yeah, you're right. It's 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 kind of like if you uh, if you beat up Jinder... And you're still getting booed. It's it's really a fucking litmus test of how far uh, uh, unintentional yeah, heel I, I, you are. No, yeah, it's no knock on Reigns. It's just like turn him already for God's sake. Like, what more evidence do you require? Like, well, let him be a bit. I mean, you don't have to turn him full blooded heel, but turn him into one of them Steve is, Austin kind of bad guys. You know, that the crowd maybe likes him, old, even though he's kind of a bad guy. Is that seventy plus year old? Uh, Alpha male, uh, smart or dumb as a what's the saying? Dumb as a fox. I forget what the fuck the saying is, but meaning crazy like a fox. That's the, that's the saying. Crazy like meaning, a fox. Yeah. Uh, it's generating revenue and uh, people talking about it, and it's and it's still although less people are watching, more people are spending more money. And, you know, quite frankly, I've been to live events fairly recently. And it's not all booze. It's uh, it's a, a very vocal section that are boo- booing other than that one uh, Royal Rumble a couple of years ago. That was pretty much everybody booing. But uh, <laughs> as far as, uh, as, far as live event either. goes, he, yeah, he, he, um, he's a heel. But, you know, a while ago, um, I don't know if it's the case now, but I had uh, like 16 straight weeks DVR'd, 
and on a dan it, dan it, that part, the second dan it, it was a boo track before he even appeared. Um, and I confirmed that with somebody that worked there and was familiar with the truck. Um, then he would come to the ring and then he would get booed. It was like Pavlovian fucking thing. So Vince is doing something um, on purpose. Yeah, you know, even though it's true. I mean, I, I, I've also heard the opposite where when he wasn't over that they were piping in cheering, but, and we they do know a lot of piping in. They have done that before, so they could be guilty of a lot of things there. It's hard to say. Um, but, you know, so that, that was a little, agreement uh, on that. little Kurt Angle action with that fucking giant neck and weird-looking fucking head because he's so jacked from the from the he's neck up and he had broken stuff. necks and and I, get I wouldn't fuck with him still. Of, I get such a kick out of when he goes to the ring and they give him the old although it's not in, in uh it's not in heat anymore, the old you suck thing and he just fucking <clears> eggs <throat> him on to, you know. Yes, I do suck and that's my that's my trademark kind of thing, so say it loud and say it proud. It just makes me giggle that because you know, he's supposed to be over and he's supposed to be the good guy, and yet they're still chanting at him that he sucks. Although it's in a nice yeah. way, if you follow more of a respectful yeah. way than a, than he actually sucks. But uh, so anyway, so we have that this, opening. This year of wrestling is a uh, a lot like the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and it's uh, to use Cal Rudman's word words, the legendary Philadelphia Spectrum backstage interviewer who was also a radio guy and Monday morning quarterback was his column. It's participatory theater. And that's what it is. Um, I've seen idiots with the championship belts and cosplay. They dress up like fucking the boys and they're just a, a weird... They were all wrestling fans were always a it little is off. A, it is an interesting dynamic. Well, me too. Um, so that segment anyway ends with uh, Roman and another thing before we get on to the next match that just drives me crazy, and it's just because I'm old. That god awful. Like I don't have a problem with the super punch. It's that fucking loading of the gun thing that he does before he hits it that just drives me nuts. <laughs> it's just like I find it. I find it quite erotic. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I was find thinking it about as stupid as I find it as stupid as when Shawn Michaels used to let the entire universe, including the guy in the ring, know that he was going to super kick him by smashing his foot into the ring 14 times before he actually did it. Yeah, there's a little more psychology to that than there is to this fucking jacking up your live ammo fist. Um, <laughs> but, like your superhero. I, I don't know. I, it just annoys me. Because I don't see the point in it now. Granted, I'm not 14, in, in 2008 year old watching. Yeah. yeah, you know the kids might love that, so that might be why they why they do that. I don't even uh, think. Anyway, that's like just that. my bitch. In, two, in 2018, it has it, It's really silly. It's in 2018. I agree. Um, but the anyway, has an audience because uh, they're not. You know, it's a kid thing. Uh, so, and then strangely, another thing I don't understand is why they open the. The shows with uh, what should be the matches that are on at the end, but anyway, um, right off the bat, we've got intercontinental match: Rollins versus uh, Kevin Owens. Um, now here I want to take you know for a little bit. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you my two cents, and then you can then you can have okay. a floor. Uh Because I didn't have too much to say about it. 
Um, it wasn't a bad match. Um, they're both pretty good workers in the ring. I'm not the biggest Rollins fan in the world, but uh, you know I, I get why people like him. And uh, there was a particularly sick spot where he, uh, I don't know what the hell the move is called, but he, he laid it on him right on the on the apron, tried to power bomb him. I guess it was, and that was a nasty, that was a nasty spot that had to hurt somebody. Um, but all in all, it seemed to be a pretty solid piece of work. Those guys are both vets, know what they're doing out there. Um, it, was, it was a decent match to start the night out. And Rollins retains, of course. Well, much, much to the world's surprise. Uh, I liked the shield. Then when uh, Rollins turned, I liked the angle. But I despised the skunk-headed, marble-mouthed, other wrestler hurting indie guy named Seth Rollins as the top guy who couldn't really talk. Then, and everybody was saying he's a great worker, Tyler Black, this, whatever. He was, he had potential to be a great, it was, it was almost a basketball analogy, uh, and I, I'm giving a lot of credit here. The Greek freak in his early <laughs> years, you, you know, you could see the potential, but when he's breaking Sting's neck and he's breaking John Cena's nose, you know, you're not supposed to hit your opponent. Um, and he did, and it was not their fault. So anyhow, fast forward to the current day and age. The seasoning of one Seth Rollins has made him the hashtag B-I-T-W, best in the world today. His last several months with anybody he's in with, he even made my man Mojo look pretty good. The dude has cleaned up his minor flaws and unless AJ Styles adds some shit to his arsenal it's Seth Rollins who um, surpassed him and Okay, well I'm not necessarily gonna argue with that, but apparently some people want to because that just lit up the old switchboard like it was Christmas. Um let's huh. take a call here. Let's take a call here. Uh all right, there we go. Um uh, Okay, go ahead. You're uh, on the air on uh, White Men Can't Moonsault. Ah, you fucking assholes. It's been a couple weeks since I called in. And first of all, where's that fucking big goober fucking hillbilly? I don't hear his fucking stupid voice. I don't know what the fuck. I, I First of all, I don't even listen to his wide shit, but I listen to blog talk radio for quality entertainment. And... Listen to me, Tim Dumbrova. Remember I told you before how it's spelled? D-U-M-B-Rova, you fucking idiot. But the biggest fucking idiot, and the reason I'm even giving you fuckers my time, because my time's fucking valuable, is that fucking fake pro wrestler, whatever the fuck he claims to be, T-R, T-R shit as far as I'm concerned, shock. Who, who's he shocking with the electric? Fucking asshole. Seth Rollins is the best in the world. Have you ever seen Okada? Well, first of all, all you'd have to do is come over to my house because it's fucking posters on my ceiling. For one. But he's top three in the world, Okada. He's the best in the world, actually. And have you ever seen Los Inker Nobles? They're the fucking best fashion, and any of them on any given night. 
fucking work better than Seth Rollins. Fucking Naito, Evil, Sonata, all of them. Bushi. So they're top three in the world. And then fucking Tanahashi, he's the ace. He's the fucking ace, man. And I'm not talking about Bob Orton like you fucking stupid American fans. Fucking wouldn't know a guy gin from the fucking slow gin, you fucking jerk off. Anyway, you probably don't even know a guy gin from all in. And I'm on the fence about that because they are using New Japan. But as far as that fucking StarCast thing, I saw they're having Scott Hall and all of them and Jerry Lawler. So they can go suck my dick too, even though that's never happened really in my whole fucking life. But back to this idiot PR. What do you got to say for yourself with this Seth Rollins shit, you fucking faggot? Well, um... Scott oh, wow, is your name? Uh, you know my fucking name? What'd you say, dumb brother? I thought so. Anyway, asshole, what, uh, t- 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 make yourself look more stupid to a real fan. A, a, a NJWP fan. Uh, if you give me a chance, dickface. Uh, sorry. I don't mean to use profanity, but you, you cursed me first, and I, I got you on mute so you can't respond till I get out my fucking point. Um, you've been coming on here for weeks now, insulting us, which is, you know, unintentionally funny. Um, at one point, you admitted you're 37 years old, and you still live in your mom's basement, and you're a member of the Puro Bros Club. And it seems you have a, a rough time with math because you've given us now about 17 Japanese wrestlers that are top three <laughs> in the world. And I'm simply pointing out that Seth Rollins has had incredible matches with guys like The Miz. Kevin Owens tonight seemed like he was a little banged up, but, you know, gave forth a great effort, great match, et cetera. And, uh, you know, I, I – you know, despite you saying you hate our show, it's kind of weird that you call all the time. Tim, un- unmute uh, <clears throat> Let's not forget, too, he's also uh, number one on roast beef at Arby's. <laughs> oh, boy. Are, are you ready to unmute him with that? All right. I'll, uh, yeah, okay, here we go. You can talk about Arby's? Arby's, you fucking asshole. I saw a video one time when you guys put on pics. I just happened to come across it. Now, you want to talk about fucking Arby's, you fucking fat fucker. You're lucky that Canadian has a rich history of Japanese wrestlers like Hiroshi Hathi and fucking, I forget his partner off the top of my head, but they were the Vietcong Express in 1987, and they fucking fought Owen Hart, God rest his soul, because in Japanese, his work was fucking fantastic. I don't want to comment on what happened to Owen Hart in the United States, but his partner was Ben Bassarab. So you from Canada, just zip it. Just zip it, okay? My problem is always fighting with you and that fucking hillbilly who I don't know where the fuck he's at. But TR, this fucking asshole, I Googled, I YouTubed, I did everything. And it turns out I found him in Minnesota doing a match here and fucking Dino Santa doing a match here. And guess what? He fucking sucks. And I don't care if he was a manager or a wrestler. And how can I take his fucking opinion seriously when he brings up females all the time, right? Which I don't fucking understand. Anyway, but 
He brings up female wrestlers. And how the fuck not once on this fucking program, I don't care if it's basketball, hockey, whatever the fuck you assholes put out. How the fuck? You tell me how the fuck you are, you fucking jerk off. I love you, you son of a bitch. How could you bring up women and not bring up the, the, the late, great Mrs. Baba? Motor Show Baba. She was a fucking pioneer. She was behind Ricky Dozan doing a 99.9 rating on the island of Japan. As I like, even though it's a country, some call it an island. And how the fuck can you sit there and talk about, oh, I think Sasha Banks has a nice ass. Well, listen, you fucking heterosexual pussy. You need to look at the business. You need to understand the business and buy a Puro bro shirt, you fucking jerk off. You know what? I had enough. I'm off. I'm out of here. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. Another fan. I'm going to guess that Scott is not uh, number one on the roast beef that he's been uh, demoted to curly fries with that attitude he's got. Um, Well, he sure sure got hot at you for that. Pretty saucy fellow, that guy. Pretty uh, uh, once again, I just make uh, an opinion. I always, I always try to remember, like on Twitter and Facebook, I put in capital letters I M O. That stands for in my opinion. And then I get this fucking crazy hatred from these, in my opinion, strange wrong. people. I mean, I, I listen to talk radio, which I'm not a big fan of, and that's why I want to change it and have us guys revolutionize it, but. Sometimes I don't agree, you know, wholeheartedly, but I don't get angry, and I don't lo- – he just said he loathes me. And and he always backtracks I mean, and says he doesn't listen to us, but how many times has he called now? And then he pulls out, like, you know, whatever he may say, like he obviously knows something because he pulls names out, like, you know, either he just read an article about it or he actually has seen some of it. You know, Ben Bazar, that's a pretty good poll. That's not a name you're going to hear every day on a, on a wrestling podcast. Well, yeah, I guess at 37 years of age and whatever Zero he does with his hero bros. Yeah, I can't believe uh, he missed Mister. I can't believe he missed Mister Hito. There was a oh, there was a guy from Stampede back in the day. But, well, he was probably half to halfway into Hito. attacking you. Halfway into attacking you and attacking me. Um, <laughs> he always hits me. He's always hit me twice with that uh, great school. He spelled my, spells my last name wrong and calls me dumb. Like I haven't heard that one a thousand times before. But it's kind of funny. I, I'll give him credit. He's committed at least. You know, he gets his he gets his shit in at least. I'll give him I'll give him some points for that. Did he ever say where he's from? You know, I don't think so. I think he probably he claimed when he was in New Orleans, when he was in New Orleans that time for WrestleMania weekend, he said he was from Japan. But I, you know, he's just he's just strangely committed to that. I mean, he didn't dispute thing. the uh, the thirty seven age, so I think he got that down. Now we'll build a dossier on Scott yet. We'll we'll have him figured out one of these days. But uh, yes, yeah. very uh, very opinionated fan there, and apparently no fan of Seth Rollins, apparently. <laughs> Uh, I guess he, he certainly hates me more than anybody, which is uh, fabulous because that keeps people Pick listening. And, what did he call you? T? I can't remember. T R, but it wasn't T-R shit. It was something else. Shit. Yeah, it was shit. one of them, I think. I I, I have to admit yeah. that 
I said, I do find him rather amusing, and I have a hard time. I, I don't catch everything he says because uh, when he does come out with one of the outrageous, outrageous ones, I do start to laugh, and then I don't hear the next thing he said sometimes. So I'll have to catch that on the playback. But, uh, yeah, well, anyway, thanks for calling, Scott. Uh, always entertaining, as usual. Um, yeah, he took about to, fucking uh, 10 minutes of our time, though, so I guess we can dip did, through but, our uh, stuff. We'll have to speed her up here a little bit, but... Uh, Back to the uh, Seth Rollins-Kevin uh, Owens match. You were saying that uh, Seth Rollins uh best in the world. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you happen to see his number, at least at least for the Raw thing, don't don't put him back on. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, Seth Rollins, in my opinion, the, uh, the best wrestler in the world today, including AJ Styles and including Kenny Omega, including uh, Okada and anybody else, uh, and, and watch that button. Um, that he that he won't call, but uh, he's just. Yeah, he's. And I'm not a match. I'm not a match guy. I'm not a match guy, and I'm not a Rollins fan. But uh, he seemed to really hit his stride. Uh, you know, to me, nobody will ever be Shawn Michaels, but he's uh, he's right now doing the. He has the Shawn Michaels role, in my opinion, and in, in that he's kicking ass. And, well, and Owens is yeah, Owens is so uh, underrated. And I, you know, that sounds stupid because you know no, he has no, his KO. He doesn't get enough credit. People look at him and, he and go, "He's kind of chubby, so he he can't be any good." And the couldn't be better <clears throat> than the truth, actually. I mean, he has a hardcore fan base that will go, "What the fuck is T.R. smoking? He's not underrated. We love him. We bought his eight fucking shirts and his merch when he changes shirts eight times as a heel." is pretty damn uh, indicative that he does have fans, but we're talking the, the the casual fans who bring their kids because they got tickets to wrestling and thought it would be a good night out. Uh, they don't know how great he is, and he's he's uh, he's never spoke of, and I'll say this as far as the quote-unquote smart fans and whatever, uh, he, he's never, ever, I've heard, been mentioned when people say who's the best wrestler. He's never even been mentioned in the top five names you hear yet. Well, he has that. He rarely uh, has a bad match. No, and he has that uh, as my actually as my wife pointed out, believe it or not, um, he has that body shape of uh, uh, kind of a uh, little bit not quite. I mean, a little bit chuggier and not quite as thick as uh, Mick Foley, and he can take those lumps and bumps a little better, and does like he's he's not afraid to take a shot in there. He took some pretty good wallops tonight and was hurting on top of it. And uh, there's, not, there's not a lot of guys willing to do that these days. So he, he gets money yeah. from me. He earns his money for sure. Good dude, yeah, too. He, he, earned, he, earned his, uh, yeah, he earned his paycheck for, for my two cents tonight. All right, so uh, after that, uh, I, I sometimes think, too, that they maybe should call this, uh, instead of Monday Night Raw, it should be Monday Night Promos because there's a lot more talking than there is wrestling. Uh, they cut to what was a bizarre, I don't know what you want to call it. It wasn't a vignette because it was uh, filmed live at some other event with uh, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte comes up and they do the woo. And that's all fine. They're showing that Ronda and the champ are, you know, or the un- uncrowned champ, I guess, that, that they're, uh, they're buddies. And then Nia Jax walks in and says that uh, she's challenging Rousey for the title. And I'm going, okay, but aren't you the champion? Like, 
why are you challenging people to the title match? Of course, because it's Rousey, maybe there's some, you know, they don't want to make her look, they don't want her to get any heat for asking for the match, maybe. I don't know. Um, she acts all shy. Okay, well, she she acts all shy, acts like she never ever occurred to her. Oh, okay, go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to let you finish, but I have a big take and spin on Okay, that. well, I'll finish because i got not much more to say. Uh, she acts like this has never occurred to her. Uh, thanks her. They shake hands, and all three of them woo and walk off like they're the best of friends. End of, end of segment. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my take, and I always look at from different perspective, is Stephanie wants to be Vince. Vince's greatest success was as the main heel and as her stone cold, Ronda Rousey, who's a proven commodity at uh, drawing money uh, from UFC. Um, it's not fair. It's not wrestling logic, but it's not wrestling. It's sports entertainment, so you, you can't try to uh, be a booker because there's no such thing anymore, at least there. And this is an NBC slash USA Network event where – that stupid, uh, what the hell's her name? Uh, that skinny, broad, Will and Grace chick, Deborah Messings in the background. Deborah Messings, And yes. shit like that. Yeah, yeah you see so a few celebrities. You're not going to bring, uh, you're not going to bring, um, with all due respect, Bailey and Sasha Banks to that. Because, <clears throat> I mean, maybe Sasha and Charlotte's place, or, I mean, and Jack's, whatever, but. Rousey's the one you're going to bring is the is the important main thing there. Um, well, she's for the, main, the for the media. She's thing. the mainstream person there. Yes, and she's their, she's um, their ticket into the mainstream. Exactly, and yeah. Stephanie is this pioneer of women's. She's in that Me Too. Not I mean Christ. If we went in her history, she probably attacked more guys than got attacked. But hey. Um, <laughs> She's uh anyway Triple H and so Triple H is there with her there you know they're the future of WWE uh, when Vince decides to go to XFL and whatever else he does so she's all womened out and women this women that and she wants to be like the four front runner of women's causes and whatever so uh, Rousey they they uh, teased the other week. Nia came out and just looked at Rousey and then like hugged her or some weird shit. Um, Charlotte has the the size and the pedigree, being Ric Flair's daughter, to be there, and Jax is the champion. So they do their little. They're friendly the whole day before, during, and after because it's not scripted. But that little deal was scripted, and I think this is just my take from knowing the way that some of those there think that Ronda Rousey has been very bad in the past in real fights after a loss. Like we're talking, her dad committed suicide for one. So that's, that's, you know, real life genetic uh, history, but she's taken losses bad. She's been bitchy Ronda Rousey. She seems happier than ever in her life now to be at the WWE. But much like Kurt Angle had to learn, um, when you lose, you have to lose, whether it's scripted or real. And I have a strong feeling this is an early test 
to see what they can do with her long term. I think Nia Jax is going to go over on Ronda Rousey. And I, I did like, whether it's sincere or whether it's scripted, her humility, because I'm sure they're working the girls like Sasha Bailey, Mickey James, Alex Bliss, you name them, that she is jumping ahead. And that, you know, that that's not storyline. That's real. Whether it's the boys or the girls, when they see an outside entity come in and get treated well, and they've been busting their ass, they get pissed off, and it's almost like a real-life job, you know. It's like, what yeah, the fuck, that's understandable. you know. Why is this and I think you, uh, off, you know. I think you got, the, you got it right, too, that maybe they're trying to show that the uh, women's division, although they are uh, going to compete against one another and want to win, that isn't that uh, – there's still a fraternity of sisterhood and all this kind of nonsense, unlike the men yeah. who, you know, would – would slit each other's throats in the back for a championship match and that the women are going to be different somehow. There's Which such a loving maybe sister. Yeah, you know, that's, you know I'll, a, I'll fight you for the title, a, but we're still buddies kind of thing. Such a loving loving sisterhood that when Nikki Bell is somewhere home, allegedly, uh, she can't see him, joke pun intended, fucking Big Cass's <laughs> ex, Carmella. Uh, you know, I don't know that to be true or not. That's why I put allegedly out there. But those chicks are just basically, uh, you know, not, I'm not going to say all of them because then I'm a sexist, but the ones I've been around, a lot of them, a percentage of them, are just arena rats that got athletic and yeah. started working. That's all. Yes, let's be honest, and I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody for doing it but there's an awful lot of alpha male testosterone floating around at that place, and then you throw in a bunch of hot and good-looking women, what do you think's going to happen? Uh, well, that's just nature uh, I wish, at work. There I wish doing, I knew from first hand. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'm not saying I do either, but I can, I mean, logically it makes sense, especially if, you know, when they're on the road together and all that. That's just, you know, that seems to be how that stuff works. So, but anyway, it was... Uh, uh, you know, it was one of those spots, maybe if you look at it from a different angle, maybe it wasn't quite as bad as I thought, but uh, it just didn't really, didn't do a lot for me, but, but I can see why they did it now that we yapped it out a little bit. Uh, so that moved, we moved from that to uh, backstage, where we've got uh, Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas, those poor pair of buggers, who just, they just can't seem to find anything for those two to do. Um, this skit was actually pretty good, where they want to be the A team, and of course Angle tells them they can't be. <laughs> and so Bo spits out, "We'll be the B team," not realizing that's that's not really what you want to be. But then the right. covers with, uh, "Well, the B is for best," <laughs> which I thought was somewhat clever, actually. <laughs> so Kurt gives them a yeah. match of feel, you know. They'll piss off and leave him alone. You can have a you can have a match, and they cut. So I thought that was that was well done. Ran into uh, Bo Dallas when I worked at the airport one morning. He was he was rolling with Roman Reigns, and this was when he was uh, I guess believe uh, I don't know one of those gimmicks ago. Yeah, he's been and in so many of it. For those, like, three people that don't know, he's uh, Mike Rotunda's son and 
uh, the late Blackjack Mulligan's grandson. Um, so he's got it all. And Ray Wyatt's brother. And Axel is uh, what? He's a, a Hennig, right? Kurt, third generation. Larry Axel. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's a Kurt's son, right? So, so we're talking about so, guys that have been, a, you know, in the business. Grew up in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, real quick though, uh, I'll, I'll get rid of the Henning comment. I'll try to be quick with everything now. Um, Joe Henning uh, is in the business for fucking money. Uh, family business has no desire. At least he doesn't now. To be, he's got a gig when he's on TV. So to him, that's over. He gets his nice paycheck. He's you know did what he did. He loves fucking coaching his kids football and shit like that. And uh, so he's happy with whatever. He doesn't have to drive that Larry Axe or Kurt had for you know being a top guy or whatever. Um, Bo, <clears throat> to cut off, I cut myself off. <laughs> That's a new one, huh? Anyway, um, <laughs> Roman Reigns was traveling with uh, Bo Dallas. I guess they were friends from NXT. And it was weird. I saw a bunch of kids, you know, those fucking kids that get up at 4 in the morning and wait in the airport and shit. Um, they mobbed Roman Reigns, and literally Dallas is just kind of standing there, and he just kind of stepped aside and just was there alone. And it was like, it was like almost crazy to me but uh yeah dallas is uh he had a promising looking career in nxt and it's just like he's one of those dudes i wouldn't recommend this for everybody but you look at drew galloway now and how great he is as as a as compared to what he was he's one of those dudes that if he's got the money to risk it um just respectfully since his dad works there his brother works there Say, so, hey man, I uh, I want to go out like Drew did or Cody or whoever you want to you know mention, and just try to try to work on, you know, getting my shit back together and come back new and fresh because I'm kind of stale. But that's all personal choice whether you have the money or not to do so. But you know, funny yes, but I don't know. I'm not one of those funny doesn't equal money. Tonight they were funny and they might be funny next week, but I I just don't see anybody uh, in the office being like. God damn it! Those guys need the straps, you know, and uh, <laughs> et cetera. So, well, no, but but we'll come back to them when they actually do have their match. So okay. Uh, so we agree, it's sort of somewhat humorous, but not really sure where they were headed with that. Yeah. Uh, that leads us to a Money in the Bank qualifier, um, triple threat match on top of it all. Uh, Nate and our favorite friend Baron Corbin against uh, a guy who I don't know who he angered in the office, but uh, no way, Jose. And another guy who, who actually I kind of like, uh, Bobby Roode. Um, no real reason given for why these three guys. I guess they don't really need one, I suppose. But uh, uh, for my two cents, anyway, this match was a little rough. Um, I'm, I'm starting to lean towards Nate's, Nate's opinion of Corbin. He looked kind of shabby in this match. Uh, I don't know uh, who is No Way Jose before he was No Way Jose. Nobody. <clears throat> nobody? He's, he's, he's a nobody? Okay, I, so I don't really know much about him, so I don't really know what to expect from him, except the poor guy is... He's winded when the match starts from all that bullshit they have him do getting down there. Um, 
clearly, at least in these three, Bobby Roode to me was the, the class of those three by a long shot. And after a bunch of stuff, he he did he did win. He hit the glorious DDT for the win. But um, this was not a very good match, in my opinion. Um, but I guess you know they got to they they got to give you something to get to the money in the bank thing. So that's what they gave us. Different different take again. Um, uh, Baron Corbin Nate has this funny relationship for those listening for the first time. Our uh, <clears throat> our third part of this team on Wide Men Can't Jump Network, Nathan Bush, uh, is 28 years old and sometimes does irrational things and actually tags a wrestler who he doesn't like how they wrestle and tells them he hates them. Uh, so Baron Corbin and him have been going back and forth to a point where it's funny now. And uh, <clears throat> I think they're gonna, it's become human. I think th- for both of them, I think. I think it's. I think it, I think they're going to end up buddies in some you know weird way. But uh, anyhow, you know if that's only if that's Nate's only flaw, then he's a pretty damn good dude. So anyhow, uh, Baron Baron Corbin versus uh, uh, Jinder Mahal, big cast, uh, Mojo. Uh, I could probably name five others if I was thinking through the roster. He smokes those guys, so he's not fucking. He's not bad. He, he's way better than bad. That, those guys are bad. Um, he's quick. He's a former fucking Golden Gloves boxer, jiu-jitsu black belt, NFL player, etc. He just doesn't fucking. And it's it's a shoot. He doesn't like the indie fucking shit, and he just. He enjoys that he was a legitimate athlete and came right into wrestling, and you know that that irks the uh, the vocal minority that you know travel around the country and whatever. But I'm not saying he's fucking dynamite kid, but I mean for a tall dude, he's pretty agile yeah. and uh, he gets around. He just seems um, to, like I, I get the vibe from him that he just doesn't seem to care whether he's out there or not. Now maybe that's just me. Uh, I think that's just you, or maybe tonight was off. I didn't really pay that close attention, so I don't. I don't know. I just saw him slide well, out. Well, I'm guessing when you. I'm guessing for something like that, you could maybe here's a little insight you could give to the, to the marks, possibly anyway. When you're in a match like this, and you know what the what the outcome is. Um, you know, maybe it is. You know, you're on the road. You're you're in London on top of it all. I don't know how tired those guys are getting. Probably fairly. Not that that's an excuse, but. You know, are there times where the boys just, uh, you know, okay, I know what's going to happen, and I just, I just don't have the enthusiasm for this match that I probably ought to have, but I just don't have it because I know I'm not going over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as, as a, I mean, all I can talk is from a weekend warrior standpoint. But, okay, but you know more uh, about have... you know more about it than the marks do, though. So, I mean, and you've seen it, you've been around it. I did. I, I did have friends. Uh, still do that uh, are under contract there, and uh, you know, uh, jet lag, whatever the case may be. Some some fucking nuts like that mojo, even though he he, he doesn't wrestle that well. Um, he goes on no sleep right to the gym and does like vertical leaps and all kinds of crazy shit, and goes to the match. And you know, they got to get to the building on house shows like late but on tv they gotta be there early as fuck and it's like a long day of nothing you know you don't know what you're doing sometimes it, I mean, it's, and uh, it's terrible and when you, you look at that match, you know 
like, uh, like I had a wonder too. Like I mean, you said you didn't really see it really uh, microscopically. Um, you know, no, no, no way. There really wasn't any reason he was in the match. You know, he came out there and then they booted him off. And really, it was Corbin against Rude for the most part. Uh, you know, it was just like, okay, well, we got to throw, a, we got to throw a third guy out there. So they grabbed Dancing Boy and <laughs> sent him out. I, I don't know. Um, I, he was, he was an NXT, and uh, I mean, uh, it, you know, there's probably some goober out there who'll be like, you know, he was uh, like Andrade, Cien Amos, who's, who's debuting on the on the main roster tomorrow. With that hot ass broad, uh, whatever her name was in TNA, um, Zelina Vega here. But anyhow, he had you know other gimmicks and whatnot, um, and worked Mexico and all that shit. But Jose, to the best of my knowledge, was a uh, not an established star anywhere. He just kind of like you know have diversity well, obviously kind of, in this uh, day and age. And I don't know if I've got this right or not either, but they sort of screwed. Uh... Uh, because of what was going on at the time, didn't they kind of screw um, Corbin out of the money of the bank last time around? Didn't he? No, have I don't it? know if and... it was screwed. He, I mean, he law he didn't cash it in, but I don't know if it was screwed because, uh, you know, there was rumors. I forget what the situation was. Some I can't remember either. But I'm, I'm kind of always working on the assumption that if you're going to give somebody the money in the bank, you really probably ought to give it to him because you want him to win the title. Well, if Nate, were here, the point and... if Nate were here, yeah, Nate like, would know. Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. On uh, Royal Rumble number ninety-seven, uh, two hours, fourteen in, minute and twenty-three second mark. Baron Baron uh, was supposed to go over, but he did. You know, whatever. So he did something, and then the the the, the rumor speculation was that he was in the doghouse. But if you're right. in the doghouse, that's all I remember. You don't about work. It. You don't work John Cena at SummerSlam if if you're getting buried. Um, if that's getting buried, bury me right now, because that's quite a payoff and quite a high profile spot. So anyway, um, that was just you know, there's like two or three people, male, female, I don't fucking know, that got the thing and didn't cash it in. So it has to happen, and it did with him. But he's still there. He's still on TV. So he's still pushed. If you're on TV, you're pushed. Still there. Yeah, um, yeah. You're not but, in the doghouse very far if you're still on. If they're still putting you out on Monday night, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, back to Jose. To best of my knowledge, he wasn't anything before. He's got the Adam Rose no, gimmick. That was just, a failed gimmick. I just looked. He 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 really wasn't okay. nothing to speak of. So, but so we're not, must, we're not missing they, something. They do there. have. They have diversity. Uh, you know. To have Correct. Um, you know, international uh, appeal, where, where a fifty-year-old man looks uh, at that. Repackaged. Yeah, fifty-year-old man looks at that gimmick and goes, "Okay, this is kind of stupid," but a twelve-year-old kid doesn't. You know, twelve-year-old kid might the think that's line. fun. I don't know. Yeah, they got the conga uh, line behind them, and you know, and all that stuff. So maybe from a family end of things, that that is something that they don't mind throwing out there, and. Admittedly, his wrestling doesn't get any pops, but when he comes out and dances, the people tend to, you know, he's got some people paying attention, so it's not a total flop or anything. So, you know, what are you going to do? I guess. Back to your boy from. 
Yeah, back to your boy from Canada. Um, part of really um, one of the best in-ring performers in the last 15 years in the United States, even though he's from Canada, <clears throat> with TNA. Always had really solid matches with solid people like Angle and America's Most Wanted and Beer Money and everything else. And um, He was missing something always. Then in NXT, they give him glorious, and he was kind of androgynous in the heel face, uh, more of a heel, I thought, and then... That got that got him over, that, and I thought that was the thing that he was missing. Then he was brought up, and he was a face with Glorious, and, and quite frankly, it's not as over as like Nakamura's music or Entrance, oh, no, etc. No. And no, no, but no, the, the no. way to the way to fucking cure that is Bobby Roode in his natural best mode is being a heel. So Correct. I mean. I don't want to make this um, one of the typical internet wrestling shows where it'll complain about writing and fucking shit like that because there's a thousand of them, a million of them you can listen to. I'm trying to look at it from a different perspective. Maybe that's coming down the road. But um, right, but it but it is what's hold. Like if we're only talking about how he could get over more, that is what holds him back. Yeah. And he probably he, would benefit. He'd be another guy who probably would benefit from a mouthpiece because he's not that good on the mic. Right. Um, so but, uh, course, I like the outcome. Happening, I like. So. Yeah, there's there's not going to be a manager that we know of. Uh, no, that's not right now. No, that ain't that ain't happening. So, although this this dude that I seen. I think he's a wrestler and manager. He might have Malcolm something Friedman. He he he's pretty. Uh, he's okay. He's on House of Hardcore and shit like that that I I pass by once in a while. Yeah. Um, he he takes bumps and she. I think he's a worker too. But uh, I, he might even be the dude that was that took the gimmick name Feinstein. Uh, on the Indies. I don't know. I might be wrong about that. Um, if you see Scott's number, don't yeah, fucking let him on. But Malcolm Jacob Friedman or something like that. But uh, you know, anyway, I don't want to switch topics yet. To off Raw, we'll zip through Raw after this. But uh, but yeah, Rude Rude's in that match with a bunch of decent workers or whatever. And uh, yeah, and I guess you know, who knows? Um, not knowing who else is going to be in the Money in the Bank match, there there might be some more logic to some of these wins than you know than what I'm initially seeing too. I don't know who else is in the what match. You gotta, yet, so. What you got to do, do at the information desk, uh, because I don't have the accessibility. Oh, I probably do, but probably can't figure out how to figure it out. <laughs> um, Bobby Roode uh, lived, when he lived in T- lived when he worked for TNA, he lived still. He never moved to Florida. He lived in Canada and just took that long-ass flight. Um, I'm wondering if it's he changed. All good right Canadian should. Now. Yeah, a good I'm wondering if he, uh, wondering with uh, with the travel if it, if he moved his family and better pay, I'm certain if he moved his family at least temporarily to make it mm-hmm. easier. Get on. It would but, depend on on how old his kids are, and like, that's a big thing. Like not to get into it too far, that's a big thing for a lot of people. Um, the education system, and do you want your and that's no it's no knock on Americans. But as a Canadian, do you want your child raised in that 
uh, in his formative years, or would you rather have him educated by videos? Yeah, Yeah. that sort of thing. So, you know, that that is. uh, He's got three three kids. So yeah, that's the perspective. That's the perspective that I'd rather go the direction I'd rather go in the show I want to do. Than, than like you know bitching about everything, um, but you know shit like that. Nobody talks about whether Bobby Root's kids are in a better school system. You're not going to hear that anywhere. No, well, that's something I would think that, that you would. I mean, that's taking it purely. You know, you, would you look at it any different if you were an accountant and you had a, and he had a job offer, like even for an American to move out of state, even let's say, you know, if you'd lived somewhere all your life. And you were born and raised in an area, and suddenly you were offered a chance to, you know, I don't know, uh, whatever it is you do for a living. But you've got to go do it in uh, West Virginia, let's say, which we, because we do know some, oh, God, no. you and I both, we know a little bit, we know a little bit about that now because of Nate. Now, for some people, <laughs> like, oh, let's, you know, that's not a move, they're, they're, they're never going to make it. Or vice versa, you know, for, uh, you lived in Montana all your life, and you got a job offer, but you got to move to New York City. You know, was that something you? <laughs> I don't imagine you do it on a whim. I wouldn't think anyway. I wouldn't. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, and, I, the... and you got to wonder too. Now we'll take it even further if you want to take it further. How does that affect a guy like that when he's out on the road? You know, and you have me saying I, I didn't say it about him, but I said it about Corbin. You know that he seemed maybe a little disinterested tonight. Okay, well maybe he's got a pretty good reason for. I don't know if he does or not, but if we're going to talk about Bobby Roode, you know, your wife is away, your kids are away, and you're not only in the United States now. Now you're off in you know you're on another continent. You know, I mean, these guys are only human. I mean, they can't be on. Considering what they do, they're on quite often. More than they're off, so you know maybe a guy need to cut him a little slack. Maybe they're only really home a day and a half, other than special occasions. But yeah, so. Um, but anyway, moving on. Um, so that moves us over to the uh, the B team versus Breezango. Now I don't know how you feel about Breezango. Uh, it's a crazy gimmick. But I will give those two guys credit. They do go out there and act the shtick. I mean, they do it. Whether you like it or not, it's another story. But they do—they do go out there and give it a go. Like they're not—they're uh, uh, what is it? The uh, you know, everybody complains about you know Terry Taylor not giving a good run at the Red Rooster. Well, you can't say that about these two guys. They've embraced that gimmick pretty hard for as kind of goofy as it is. Um. And yet they still aren't allowed to beat the B team. So I guess the whole point of that was that the B team is now undefeated on Raw. That was the shtick they were pushing. And when the match was over, they did actually get a pretty good portion of the crowd to start chanting B team. So I don't know if they're on to something there or not. We'll see how that works. We'll see how that works out in the States. But uh, we'll turn it back to the Back to the Miz's uh, stunt double. Uh, Aaron the Idol Stevens, uh, uh, Damian Sandow there. Um, some shit gets over, and maybe this is something that will. Um, Frizango, my thoughts. Uh, I was in a battle royal once with uh, Fandango, 
in Tom's River, New Jersey, which is interesting. I didn't know. Didn't know that until after the fact. And also <laughs> Frankie Kazarian was in that same battle. Oh, I know that now. And, uh, TNA Glory. Now he's on uh, Ring of Honor. But anyhow, I know neither from, of them. I know him from TNA back in the day. I just stuck with my buddy Harley Lewis, and uh, he chopped me over the fucking rope or something. I forget. But um, anyhow, uh, just a little weird trivia note. But Curtis is older than he than he looks. He's been around a while. Um, that's Fandango. And uh, Tyler Breeze, I don't know his fucking name. I used to because I used to read all that shit, but I, it's really meaningless now. Uh, Canadian, by the way, if you didn't already know. Oh, um, I, oh, I didn't know that. And, yeah, so he was on a, by the skin of his teeth about ready to get cut and got called up and had that had that gimmick, and they put him together, and it's uh, working for some people. Some people find it hilarious, and some people don't, but um, I'm all for guys making money and, you know, doing what they do. They're both good workers. Well, Tyler's a little better worker than, than, than Fandango. Uh, B-team, no. you know, but we went through their story before. Yeah. As long as they're employed, I don't give a fuck. I would never say boring or you fucked up or anything because they're, they're better than me. So well, they're is, better than those Channing. Right. That That is another angle that uh, the super fan or the fanboy or the mark or whatever words we want to use that they don't ever look at either. you got to remember that for these guys, you know, like you hear people say, well, I don't know why. And I, I mean, I almost just said it about them. I don't know why in the hell they would, you know, this fucking gimmick is stupid. Why the hell are they doing that? Because if they don't, they probably aren't on the roster anymore. Yeah, or that, or they're... You know, or, or not likely, maybe. So, they're, as, you, as we alluded to earlier, he's getting a paycheck, and they were on TV tonight. I don't know about you, but I don't recall the last time I was on national television. Um, uh, so, I'll, 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 you know... I'm on from time to time, but I ain't had Well, okay, but you're a pretty special guy. Uh, Tyler Breeze is Matt Clements, by the way, for those who may or may not care. Um, Just throwing it out there. Uh, So, anyway, uh, yeah, they won, and that was that for that match. Um, I said I'm not sure where they're headed with that. Uh, I guess, like I said, maybe when they get back to the States, we'll see where that's headed, if anywhere. Uh, now, this brings us to a match that Tom is more interested in. We got uh, Sasha Banks, the lovely Ember Moon, and Natalia versus the Riot Squad. Now, there again, this is another thing that kind of rips me about wrestling fans. And maybe I'm off base here, but I don't think I am. When they expect the same thing out of uh, the ladies that they do out of the men. Uh, I was looking up the heights of some of these girls because I know I know Natalie Neidhart because I've seen her in the flesh. I know she's tiny, even though they talk about her as like that she's big. I guess because she's a little thicker than some of the other ladies. Um, uh-huh. She is not a she is not a big girl at all. Like if you knew her in your personal life, you would say she's tiny. Okay, well, she's no smaller than or bigger than anybody else that was in that ring. Um, it does limit them to what they can do because they're just not physically like, and it's no slam on them at all. It's just they're not physically capable. They can't do some of that shit, and if they did, somebody's probably dying at the end of the move because, like, most of those girls don't have a 
ounce of fat on them to take the bump. I mean, a few do, but most of them don't. Um, WWE has really trended towards the uh, the wee little girls. You know, Alexa Bliss is tiny. Sasha Banks is tiny. Um, what was that other one? There's another one out there tonight. Liv Morgan is tiny. Like, they're all little girls. And Sasha Banks is five foot five for God's sakes. You know, she is not tall or big. I bet you she can't weigh probably more than a buck ten, if that. You know, she's not about to take a pile driver off the top rope, you know, or any of these crazy moves. So, anyways, all she I'm was. saying is that they're, they're, their stuff has got to be more, more mat work than power. Let's put it that way. Maybe that's a better way of putting it. Um, that being said, again, the, the crowd seemed a little disinterested, and that for me, it always it's always better if the crowd seems to be into it. Uh, it wasn't a bad match, wasn't a great one. Um, they let Natty get a win because she doesn't get to win too often over in the states. She's usually the one taking the pin. So I was okay with it. Uh, Ember Moon did a couple cool moves. A couple of she had a couple good suicide dives that were pretty uh, that looked pretty nasty. Um, uh, it was all right. It wasn't as good as the other ladies' match, but but it was all right. Being a resident sexist, uh, I'll address one serious point. Um, Sasha Banks, in particular, her, her childhood hero was Eddie Guerrero. She loved that style. She watched Japanese matches. And she would take a pile driver from the top rope because she thinks she's one of the boys. And her and Sasha, her and Ra- uh, Bailey, rather, you know, in that one takeover, did uh, reverse her runs from the top and shit. And she, she always doesn't tuck her chin. She snaps her head back. So she's CTA, CTE ready to happen when it, when it's all said and done. Oh, no, yeah, I agree. No but, argument. Uh, and, she, and she is slight in build, and it, the old Mua days, the girls didn't take the bumps like they do today. So, you know, with this whole Stephanie, I want the woman's movement, she may be, uh, you know, the woman, the women and equality. I know I'm going to get a lot of shit about it, lack of equality, but, you know, <laughs> take a bump, take a fucking bump before you say it, ass fucks. Um, it does help to have more muscularity, more size to absorb the punishment. It's like a car accident, as Arn Anderson uh, once said. Every day yeah, of your that life, makes good you know, car and uh, so, well, Sasha's Sash, a great worker, though. Um, besides me lusting oh, for no her, our vagina of dynamite. I mean, uh, um, Natalie Neidhart is a hell of a worker too. Sure, she knows what she's doing. Uh, uh, she, uh, David Boy Smith, was backstage with her tonight, by the way. Um, but anyway, <laughs> David Boy Smith Jr. Uh, but <laughs> Natty yeah, Jr. I was going to say. Yeah, the, the corpses are, or ashes or whatever of the original baby. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure, so. Yeah, but, you know, Natty has a renewed push that, that could lead to her screwing Rondo over if we're really being amateur armchair bookers because they've already teased that they're old friends and they train together. That was on right. previous shows. So that all could be leading to something, but... uh Sasha's great, but she has heat backstage because uh, you know she she's vocal now because she's she's over and she can afford to be. Um, and uh, who who was their other per- partner? Sasha, Nadia, and who? Yeah, Amber Moon. Oh yeah, Amber. Uh, great. 
athlete, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I'm not into her because she's not hot to me. Yeah, and I love she the hasn't black really chicks. like. Yeah, they haven't really given me enough of her yet to care like what her real. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what her gimmick is, to be honest. Um, like I, I can, I can get into women's matches like if if I let myself, but I, I can't stop staring at Sasha's spread leg cell on all the time because she knows her vagina's perfect, and I can't take my fucking eyes man. off it. And they do have to wear so, stockings so, in the ring too. I don't know if anybody so, knew so that, that or was consciously aware. I, I think that's, that's something kind of that weird. a lot of people are. Yeah, I think that a lot of people are blissfully unaware of. That, and yeah. it just doesn't occur to them. Like if if you would look at those ladies' legs, you would clearly see that. Um, for what has been happening to them for the last six months, but they are. There's you know we got the perfect skin thing going. Yeah. But uh, moving to the other side. Go ahead, finish your point. Well, no, no, that was all. Nothing, nothing more. Um, moving to the other side, the Riot Squad came into SmackDown, got an opportunity because of the page injury for Absolution on the other side. Maybe it would have switched, maybe it wouldn't, but I don't think it would have. They were like the uh, Absolution light, so to speak. Uh, I didn't like, I said some bad things about Ruby Riot, which I shouldn't have because uh, her face resembled somebody I didn't like who I dated one time. So that ain't, that ain't a cool way, but I've been following all three of them. I mean, I'm just being honest. Uh, My perspective is a different take. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, their storyline sucks. And, you know, I don't give a shit about that. Um, Anyhow, uh, Ruby Riot is a decent worker. Um, I thought so. uh, so. We learned. Uh, something I was like sleeping on was that Sarah Logan was actually crazy Mary Dobson um, and Liv Morgan was a Hooters chick who was hot who they found and she's only like 22 years old or whatever and those three came in and they are they have bonded much like the shield in a in a, in a weird way they've obviously were friendly and knew each other in NXT but as a group travel together room together fucking Everything they, uh, until they're off. They had they a really good. Uh, yeah, they had a very good ring entrance, where they do everything. You know, it's obviously choreographed, but but it looks good. You know, they all walk up to the ring and then they act like they're going to get in, and then they all pull back and look at each other, all coy. And you know, I'm sure the 14 year old boys are just eating that stuff up. Well, hell, I was, and I'm 50 year old man, and I was going, yeah, that was kind of. That was kind of cool. The only thing I thought was interesting, and then I'll give it back to you, was that they let little. Little Morgan took, uh, she took the majority of the bumps in this match. Now, maybe it's because uh, she's got to pay her dues, or I'm not sure, but her being the tiny one, I thought maybe the other two, or they're not big girls either, but that they maybe might have taken a few more of the shots. But she's, she took the majority of the bumps, and she took the pin. So I thought that was interesting, too. Those three are the best fr- our best friends. Uh, don't know the agent or producer who lays out raw matches. Um, Ultimately, it goes through Vince, who you know does a job or whatever. But um, Liv would make sense being a the young girl, and uh, those other two are seasoned workers and are better. But they're best friends, as I said. They uh, they're filming on Instagram. All three of their pages. They're like, it's almost disgusting how tight they are, but it's actually refreshing too because they uh, the big girl. What's her name? Uh, uh, Sarah Logan. Um, right. she can fucking clean and jerk all kinds of fucking um, weight 
and she, you know, when they're out eating, she'll they'll film her going up the fucking bitch about their order being late. So she's uh she's kind of the protector in real life of the other two and whatnot. And you know, it goes out with that dude Roe from War Machine, War Raiders. And I figured I didn't read it anywhere, but I figured they changed the name from War Machine because they already have heavy machinery, and uh, Vince is a stickler for that kind of shit. So um, that's probably why they were called War Raiders. I haven't read that or confirmed that anywhere. That's just my opinion. And, uh, yeah, I want to fuck with Morgan, and uh, but I'd rather take She's a good-looking girl. And that's, no tours, that's all no I got to say right about now. that. All right. So we move on to uh, more backstage. Uh, this time we got uh, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, well, kind of an interesting promo in some ways that, uh, and I kind of wondered how much of it was uh, there was a tiny bit of shoot going on. That uh, you know the locker room's soft. Uh, the boys at the top are only there by you know not from hard work and blah blah blah, and uh, they're going to remind everybody on how things should be and how they used to be. This was an interesting take, which usually WWE doesn't go down that road. Um, yeah, and out and, and they went for their match. If it makes TV, it's a work, but in this case, it's a work shoot. Um, McIntyre, Galloway, whatever the fuck you want to call him, uh, bet on himself after he got released uh, in the 3MB shit and nobody, everybody had resentful feelings towards the guy because he was uh, donned as the chosen one and he really wasn't very good he had a good look obviously and then he went out and worked with all these crazy motherfuckers like the Matt Riddles of the world and the fucking you know the, the whole indie guy thing the, the PWG probably I can't say that for sure but I would think he was there at least once and uh, uh you know, all over the world yeah I'm sure he was uh, I yes think he was yeah but, yeah, he went. No, yeah, he so he he went everywhere at TNA and shit. He was he Pretty was much. just going out there and fucking fucking working everybody he could and sent like I know for a fact to Mick Foley probably others too, but Foley because I know Foley a little bit. He was sending him tapes and saying, "Hey man, am I getting any better?" and and actually taking critique from people. So he really has a passion for wrestling, as does Ziggler. But we, we, we figured before that Ziggler had no shot ever doing anything because it's been so fucking long. But it, it's a nice pairing of two guys that are good. And uh, I, I hope it goes somewhere for those guys because they work their ass. Well, we'll get, we'll get into that a little bit more when we get to their match. Because, um, yeah, I got, I got a few comments to make about their pairing, too, that I, I thought were uh, positive. Uh, so we had that promo... Then we get the uh, Raw Tag Team Champion match between Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt, and the Revival. Um, I don't know. I'm probably going to be in the minority on this one. Uh, the whole delete broken Matt Hardy thing, uh, I don't hate it, but it's like it's a year, like it's, it's like it's too late. Somehow, when that was really big, they couldn't use it, and now it almost seems like it's it, it's kind of lost its luster for me a little bit. Um, Matt, obviously, a little older, 
a lot wiser, does not take uh, next to zero bumps in the ring. Smart guy. Um, Bray Wyatt, hell of a worker, in my opinion, anyway. Like him. Uh, the Revival, I like too. I don't know if they pissed somebody off or if what happened because they kind of had got a bit of a push there and now they seem to be jobbing to the stars, so to speak. Uh, the match was okay, but you knew who was going to win this one before it started. Um, uh, yeah, for a tag team championship match, it was kind of, I don't know, expect more somehow. Maybe it's too excited. It's probably just me, but... Uh, I wasn't sure, like I don't know if there's a storyline there previous to this that maybe I don't know about, but it, it seemed there was another one that just kind of seemed to be somebody spun the wheel and this is the match they came up with. Okay. Um, I met Kelly Kelly. I actually fucking, it's like one of the only times I paid in 20 years to do anything. Uh she had an appearance, and also Hurricane and Matt Hardy did. At that point, I could care less. You know, I, basically any time now in my life, uh, you know, I, I popped for dudes like when I was 15 or 16, which is really weird. And I'll side with Vince Russo on this about male fat fans <laughs> um, gushing, yeah. gushing over dudes. Uh, to give you an example, the price to meet Tennille Dashwood, a.k.a. Emma, who's one of the most beautiful women in the world, literally, uh, is 30 bucks, and, like, to meet fucking, I don't know, Joey Ryan is 40. That's no slam on Ryan. I, I don't even know if he's, but they had a list of No, you can, some you can take, that, take it further. You know, they want 50 bucks for uh, uh, Jake Snake's autograph. There you go. Um you know, who at one time, fine, but not so much anymore. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, you know, that, that, just, that just tells me they're just fucking straight weird, but, you know, I don't have to hang with them. Anyhow, um, <laughs> and, the, and the line will be shorter, I guess, to, to meet her, so I might pay again. But back to, I paid to meet Kelly Kelly because she was young and she banged everybody and hot. on the road and got, and she's so, so fucking, hot. well... She's uh she's still hot, but she's she's getting she's, she's fighting that uh, turning into a woman and still trying that. to be a young girl. Yeah, she's at that age where she's she's not sure if she wants to go for that uh, slightly aged look, soccer mom kind of thing, or she's still trying to be twenty five. Yeah, she's she's not married anymore, and she was at like Coachella and all that dumb shit with Summer Rae and. You know, being all hot, and you know the the only goal there isn't to hook up in the fucking crowd; it's to hook up with the band, and you know, whatever. But uh, truthfully, maybe the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in person when they, she had her hair brown on that particular day, um, breathtaking. Uh, and I don't like to use that because it's kind of a corny term, but breathtaking to see. Um, anyway, uh, Matt Matt Hardy before he was broken and woken and Hurricane were there, and I was just like, you know what, I mean, I took my first bump around the same time as both of these cats, maybe fucking before them. What the fuck do I got? I mean, I made some small talk, and we did a little video for my one of my first podcasts, but I was just like, who cares? Um, 
that said, it, it's leading in the, uh, the the broken Matt Hardy from TNA. They put their own money. They did some interesting creative stuff that's never been done. Borash was a big part of that, and Jeff and, you know, the family and whatever. Kind of cool for TNA. Uh, not cool for traditional wrestling heads, but there is no wrestling anymore. It's uh, sports entertainment um, as far as, like, the where you can make money. Um, so they were doing sports entertainment with that shit, just new age drones and whatnot. Um, it was over, but how over it was, one doesn't know because it wasn't like the TNA ratings went up to millions, but they did better ratings than they had been doing. So it was no, over to some. It was indie over, but the, you know, there again, what's that number? Yeah. I mean, but, uh, so it gets to WWE. There's no Borash. Now there is Borash. But it, uh, he was just a hardy boy with little hints, and there was legal issues, whatever. Bray Wyatt uh, seemed like the next Kevin Sullivan, except national, like the Prince of Darkness type of fucking character that could have been a humongous star, main evented some stuff. Uh, just not quite ever there, and I don't know if it's his fault. I don't know whose fault. Yeah. It's not quite ever yeah. there. Um I'm going to go that but always, to get him there. I don't know that WWE is willing to get dark enough to get him there. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, the, that's probably that's true. That's not you what know, they're about these days. It's not what they're about these well, days. Well, I'm, you know. I'm not going to argue that, but I'm, I'm going to say, can they get dark? I don't know. They got, you know, so much shit with the, a publicly traded company and fucking... No, no, they like, have, it, no it, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm not saying they're not capable of doing it. I'm saying I don't know if they can. If the, the well, heat they take the for doing it. Here's here's the deal, for instance. Um, Jinder Mahal. If, if I got the pen, as they say, and... You know, I'd get fired the first night if I had full control because TV, I'm going to be like, you were 3MB, now you're all jacked up. They're, they're not going to buy you unless you get a fucking sword like Tiger Jeet Singh and walk through the crowd and scare the shit out of people because you're a fucking monster and fucking start swinging a sword at people and make it to the ring finally and then just totally kill your fucking opponent and uh, you'll get over, yeah. <laughs> but you also get lawsuits and you'll get fucking handheld video cameras that this wrestler actually bumped Trust into this me. person. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's 2018 and that's what pe- fans got to keep into consideration too. But anyway, I don't want to spend all day on that. We were talking about Bray. Bray is now, I I imagine that will end up in Bray fucking turning in, in, in a perfect world in my little fantasy that there will still be a wrestling angle. They'd bring in that sneakily hot Rosemary as a crazy uh, sister Abigail and, you know, kind of feud and let let Matt well, get a um... hurt body as WrestleMania feud, feud in where he gets some attention with... Uh, with uh, Bray, and then he just he's a, becomes he's a producer and lives happily ever after. There was one rumor that was running around, no, I'll take it for what, it were, what it's worth, was that uh, they would have the, the turn involving the sister Abigail thing somehow or whoever was going to play her, and that then we will see the uh, appearance of uh, Mrs. Hardy 
and no, there'll be some no. kind of intergender match, which that's what I said. I said, okay, let's hope not. But that, but that just screams uh, WWE. And look at little Maxwell coming down for WrestleMania. Look, he's having his WrestleMania moment. Look at him. He's pointing at the sign in the ring. Look at him. I, I can just nah. I can see him doing it. You know, <laughs> I can just see them doing it. And I hope they don't. But that's I read that somewhere, so let's hope that that was wrong. Um, Not for me. Revival. Revival were a victim yeah. of bad luck. Coming out of uh, the, the matches with uh, Gargano and Ciampa and all that shit, and the, the three-way dance or whatever the fuck they had. NXT was awesome. They're old school. Cornette loves them. They love Cornette. They watch tapes of Bobby and fucking Stan and Dennis and rock and roll and fantastic, yada, yada, yada. They're not working Mid-South. They're working WWE. And it's, uh, uh, what the fuck they're saying, um, punch fists, not flips. Um, that shit had a pop when they debuted, and then boom, one of them gets a broken jaw, which may or may not have been on purpose. I forget who they were working, but they were getting yeah, on they, Twitter. They at least one of them. Some talk of that. Yeah. Uh, they were getting on Twitter, calling themselves top guys, and uh, I don't know if that was a work or not as far as uh, their reprimand, but uh, Road Dog reprimanded one of them, like, you know, chill out on the fucking top guy shit. And then uh, one of them gets a broken jaw, and then uh, the other one gets whatever the fuck he got. So basically they killed a year of their momentum, and now there's 82 tag teams. So they're, they're you know, they're kind of like Gallows and Anderson. They're just – and they're, they're, they're two type of guys, at least one of them, the bald one is, to where they're not just satisfied with a paycheck and getting on TV. They actually want to be top guys and want to be um, – it's kind of marky. Truthfully, they're kind of a mark for themselves. To quote mm-hmm. Scott Hall, um, because wrestling, wrestling's not uh, real. And if they want it to be real and they want to be rewarded for um, their excellence as far as you know, in-ring ability and old-school style and so forth, then they got to go somewhere else. Um, but if they say they make money, if they go they might end up back there. It's it's one of those deals where I don't think you can unpush somebody, but then again, it happened to Jinder Mahal, who knows, but, you know. Yeah, sometimes guys got to just, you know, when the gimmick doesn't work or stops working for whatever reason, sometimes they just you just have to, you got to go away. And that's hard to do yeah. these days. You know, it's yeah. not like back in the territory days or the TV days where you could do that. And, um, yeah. All right, moving on. Um, Sami Zayn cuts a promo on Lashley. Uh, I, I'm assuming I there's that, some, that one, something. Go ahead. Maybe you're going the same place I was going. Go, go ahead. Yeah, well, I'm assuming there's there's something going on there with the sisters that I don't know about. Yeah, I know. He, I know he, that, a little that, bit more than you. Okay, that the sisters are going to be on Raw next week. So I'm not sure what that. Um, They, about, they put, but. Like I said, I watch every week, whether it be DVR or whatever. Um, whether I like it or not, I still watch it. But last week they had a Renee Young sit-down inexplicably in the middle of Raw that was in studio somewhere. 
about getting to know Bobby Lashley, and he's all friendly and shit. You know, and he's really he friendly in, in real life, so that's not much of a stretch because he's a good dude, even though he's a monster and a killer. But <clears throat> um, he brought up his three sisters' names and how they used to – he's the youngest of the four, and his big sisters actually used to pick on him, and he would smile and tell little anecdotes and so forth. Um, Vince apparently likes – Triple H loves Sami Zayn, at least he used to. Vince likes Sami Zayn and uh, gives him advice on his character, kind of like just be yourself and smile and be annoying instead of changing your style, just be your style, but be just a little smarmy and whatever. Um, He's definitely smarmy. Yeah, uh, but I I switched back and forth with the Rockets and Warriors and that, and so I, I was halfway through the interview, and it sounded like nobody was responding to Sami. Did that come across at all? Well, yeah, because I'm like I said, I, I'm going to guess that maybe the European crowd didn't necessarily know, uh, you know, because he didn't he didn't hit the sister part till just about the end of his rant. Uh, yeah. He, uh, you know, Lashley's jealous of me. He, you know, stupid shit like uh, you know, he, he got vertigo from the suplex he gave him a couple weeks back. Okay, well that doesn't even make sense. Um, uh, Lash is trying to be like him because there's some he had a hat on like Sami Zayn wears and everybody knows that's my hat and nobody he he shouldn't be doing that and he's a real jerk and you know he tried to paint him as being a, a, a you know being the opposite of what he is I guess from what you say uh, yeah but they they the crowd was kind of like where is this going and why are we <laughs> why are we doing this although later in the night, yeah. They did start to chant on a few occasions. You know, we want we want your sister. So I'm I'm not sure. I don't I don't know if it was oh. just poorly executed or they caught him at a bad time or because like you say that was that was taped earlier in the day, right? Well, obviously it has to be because of the time differences. Um, wonder if that has anything to do with it. Don't know, but uh, I think well for the it, crowd not it, being. Right, I, I mean it, but I mean compared to the other segments, the little bit I saw seemed deader than anything else. But yeah, it was um, pretty quiet considering you know, who it was and all that. So uh, the, I, I'm imagining that next week Sammy will do a quote-unquote comedy skit to set up a singles with Lashley. Where his okay, well, he does really be his. He does make another appearance. Yeah, we haven't got to that yet. So that does they do tie it in a tiny bit. I yeah, I mean, I know in the in the end that he came back, but right. uh, and did what he did. But as far as I mean, it doesn't it doesn't spoil anything. Um, in that, no, it's, it's no, all set it, up but for it next does, week. Yeah, it does kind of give the, the another little push towards whatever they're going to do next week. And I imagine that will be comedy with three black chicks that are. It'll probably end up a horrible segment um, because they just don't have the writers well, I, to, to pull that off. I would be, I would be very surprised for it to be his real sisters. Let's put it that way. One of them is in the air force, so I'm gonna. I don't see that working out. So I'm gonna guess it's gonna be three actors probably. But we'll see how that yeah. plays out. Um, that takes us to a women's 
Money in the Bank qualifier. Uh, triple Threat also. We got Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, and Bailey. Um, and of course, as you would suspect, uh, Alexa and Mickey gang up on Bailey, and uh, she does her best to fight them off. Um, looks like she's going to be successful. Uh, just doesn't quite have enough. And then uh, we see Alexa pops by accident, pops Mickey James one in the face. They have added a little bit, and uh, uh, Alexa hits the DDT for the win, and it's going to Money in the Bank. Um, pretty good match. Pretty good work, I thought. Um, I sort of wonder what they they keep. This is I don't know. They just don't know what to do with Bailey. I don't know if like her her gimmick is dead. You know she came out and uh, did her you know, where she goes to the crowd on both sides and she she couldn't get it. She wasn't even getting a pop in the first couple of rows. Um, very little or no response to the. Uh, inflatable waving hand dude guy things that usually goes over really well. Um, I don't know if people are just getting tired of her or if she needs to go a little onto the heel side or what the story is, but um, she just seems to be lost kind of in the in the shuffle and uh, she's been doing a lot of losing. Not that, I mean, she she was fairly over at one time, so maybe the losing doesn't hurt her as much as it might somebody else, but uh, uh, I'm curious to see where they're going. That they're firing Alexa Bliss right back into the into the mix because they can't seriously expect me to believe that she could stand a chance against Nia or Ronda. But maybe she cheats her way. I don't know. But uh, as I said it was it was a pretty good match. Uh, there was a one there was one shot where uh, Alexa Bliss hit Bailey, and that thing sounded like a gunshot. I had to wonder if that was a fuck up, um, but other than that, like I said, pretty pretty solid match. I thought you know Mickey James can work too. She did her part and got the hell out of there, and uh, it was all right. Didn't mind it. All right, uh, sexist part two. Um, Bailey uh, <laughs> is is hot when she when she's in regular clothes and her hair is down. She's got big jugs. Um, anyway, uh, she, she does. she's a, she's a survivor. She, despite, uh, going up and down and up and down, like the revival are, are just killed. They're not survivors like she is. She'll, she'll be around and she'll, she'll get through it. And Sasha and her, she recently said, are a slow build and teasing back and forth that they're going to end up, you know, hating each other. So if that's what they told her or if that's what's the plan, We'll find out, but that's enough about her because uh, I want to be quick on this. Um, Alexa does look to have gotten breast implants on that little hiatus when they were off because uh, either that or I never looked at her chest, but they looked bigger, um, and that was the big mm-hmm. rumor. Okay, I, didn't, uh, I didn't notice that. I'll have to go back and uh, look at some visual. It's really all, really all I care about in this match is that kind of shit. Mickey James. Oh, you uh, are such. Such a dog. Really, I'm serious. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. Uh, Mickey I James, know. her husband, her Hold husband on. is uh, wrestling Cody Rhodes in the main event. Well, I don't know if it's the main event, but the announced event 
from Billy Corgan defending his NWA world title against Cody Rhodes. Uh, yeah, anyway, about that, uh, yeah. she's on the road in London. He's on the road wrestling more than usual. I guess the in-laws are watching the uh, two- or three-year-old, maybe a little more by now. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it won't be long. Their... Are you suggesting it won't be long before the rumors start? Uh, no, I don't. I, I, I think Ricky's well, okay. done. Well, I thought maybe you were going somewhere with that. Fair enough. No, I'm just, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking that uh, I was actually going to compliment them as uh, finding a way to uh, make as much money as they can. Yeah, make as much money as they can now, and uh, have security for the baby and everything. Uh, you know, she still looks pretty good to me. Um, she's definitely older than the rest of them. Um, whatever. Yeah, she looks. So, uh, she, but she looks like she should look. She looks like the hot mom. She's not trying yeah. to be the you know. I'm 21. Yeah, I came a long way from showing up the shows with Joey Matthews and uh, Christian York back in the day, and God knows what was going on back then. <laughs> but uh, oh, Lord, anyhow, Lord. Um, yeah, uh, B- 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 Bailey will be feuding with Sasha eventually. Don't give up on her. Uh, she won't give up on herself, and those kind of people end up making it. Uh, she'll have a at least one more singles title run, and uh, whether it be heel, babyface, she'll be around for a while. I have no uh, no worries on her. The division's pretty crowded too, so it's everybody's got to get their little shot, I guess. All right, well we got yeah, about a half hour left, and we got two we got two two matches yet to go. Um, We've got uh, Finn Balor and Braun Strowman against McIntyre and Ziggler. Um, I didn't see the finish of this. What was the finish? The uh, uh, Ziggler pins Balor for the win. That's fucking great. All right, cool. After, uh, uh, yeah, there was a little bit of no nonsense, just uh, straight up right in the middle of the ring. So, but then again, I mean, when you look at it, I mean, Balor and Strowman don't need to win this match. It's not a, not important for either of them. Um, it was a good match. I, I liked it. Uh, I'm not as big a fan, uh, a Finn Balor fan, as a lot of people are. I don't mind him, but he has a few moves that I don't, that his finisher and that two-footed stomp thing he does all the time, I I don't know. I just don't care for them. Uh, Strowman is Strowman. What can you say? Uh, you, you know wrestling's fake, because if it wasn't, he'd kill somebody out there. And me, anyway. He did a couple of, um, I don't know what to call them. Uh, I guess, you know, they're clothesline slash tackles, I suppose. And uh, he nearly fucking tore Drew McIntyre in half. Uh, that That was a particularly nasty-looking shot. Uh, but uh, I thought it was a good booking for a change. You know, McIntyre and Ziggler win, and they win, you know, not with the uh, mud on anybody's face. And uh, you almost, you know, got to take them a smidgen bit seriously now than what you did before the match started. So I was okay with that. I I agree with you. I agree with the finish. Um McIntyre and Ziggler have something. I don't know what it is uh, that they yeah, wouldn't they have had separately. Yeah, they look good as a team. You're right. 
Individually, they, they wouldn't have before. what they have. If yeah, they, uh, I, I, I'm, any... not, I'm not even. I'm not even just including their their tag work, which has a cool ass finish too. But I'm just talking like uh, just no, them being together, together on promos and yeah, they the whole backstory. The right. And it seems like they're two guys who feed off each other's self confidence that they really are better than everybody else, and they've got overlooked. And when there's two of them that believe it and you put them together, whoever did that was ingenious in my opinion. I think they uh, finally have a run if they don't get hurt or anything stupid. I'm glad yeah, they, they don't pinned. screw them Bowers got pinned. Bowers got pinned a couple times on TV and pay-per-views and stuff lately, as has Owens. But Owens always, you know, is over and yeah, gets okay, out I mean, of but they weren't gonna, Bauer, Nobody was going to pin Strowman. You knew that. So that they won't let happen. But Nor they should. Um, no, that doesn't but, fit the the narrative. So, um, Bauer, uh, his entrance is his highlight to me. He's Finn Benoit, except not as juiced up. Um, he spent two years in that dojo that fucks up everybody's brain. Um, getting beat on by kendo sticks and shit and whatever in Japan. I don't care what the fuck you say. Nobody's normal that ever came out of that. And uh, he he, he, do, he insists on doing a, a missile drop kick on the floor, which is sure for fusion surgery in your neck and and sure for CTE and shit like that. But you know his entrance is cool. Um, Braun is a breakout star that came unexpectedly. He was in Adam Rose's fucking conga line for Christ's sake. They didn't know what to do with him. He was a security guard. Uh, you know uh, that somebody saw and today no, maybe yeah. it, be a wrestler. It's about time they did something with those two guys. I mean, Dolph Ziggler is, uh, by all accounts, I I I don't know if it's true because I'm not one. I, I don't know enough to judge it, but I've heard other people who supposedly are the guys who are supposed to know these things say that he's probably one of the best workers or underrated workers that they've got. Uh, like I said, I don't know if that's true, but. To steal a line from Scott, top three in a row. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I won't go as far as to say top three, but apparently that he is very undervalued for what he can actually do in the ring. I, I would give a shot to Braun Strowman as world champion. Um, Universal, whatever fuck well, it's very it. believable, Brock's- right? I mean, that's the, part, that's the part of wrestling we're missing, or that I miss. You know, if Braun Strowman goes in the ring and kills somebody... Okay, I haven't any problem yeah. believing that that's what just happened, right? I mean, that guy's a beast, and the way they've he's super him over. And... Yeah, he's super tough. over to everybody, and he and he he got over with the the, the uh, insiders, the smart fans, with his matches where he went through tables with Lesnar and Lesnar need him in the fucking head and all this kind of shit. So he he gained their respect. He's over just from his appearance to the casual fan. I'd give him the top because he's full-time. He's not part-time. Uh, once they get through with their Lesnar, training for UFC and whatever, give it to Strowman. Uh, I guess that's why they're putting him in tags now, just because they really don't have a singles thing to do with him. But um, whatever. Mm-hmm. And also match. full marks to him if he is, in fact, uh, tagging Alexa Bliss, which is the rumor. I could be. Right along with that's the rumor. Um, me, gotta do what you gotta do. 
Um, all right, so we agree on that one. Well, when you're fucking when you're fucking that girl and she's five foot and you're six, I probably would get only six six. Right. Hey, she's right yeah, up to his fucking you're... barely over his stomach while he's pounding it. But yeah, anyhow. that's got to require a certain amount of skill. Um, yeah, that's a that's a topic for a different show. Uh, so that brings us yeah. down to the last show of the night, um, which I enjoyed immensely. I must say, uh, we got Bobby Lashley against. Elias, my one of my favorite guys on the roster, and Kevin Owens, who takes the place of Jinder Mahal, who, who one thing I do want to talk about, just before this, um, they have Jinder get up. He's, he's going to come down and, and get in a match anyway. And they have um, Reigns comes and spears him through the fakest wall you have ever seen. It was like a, a quarter-inch piece of drywall uh, with a bunch of cardboard taped to it so that when they hit it, the cardboard went flying and it looked like they just destroyed the wall. But if you really, if you rewind, if you find that spot on your DVR and rewind it and watch it, God, is it pathetic. But I don't know if anybody else noticed, but because I do construction for a living, it, it, uh, it I, I noticed right away that something was wrong there, so I... I rewound and watched it again, but uh, whoever whoever set that stunt up, or that's that was that was horrible. But anyways, um, moving on to the match. Uh, so anyway, that's how Kevin Owens gets in the match. He uh, Stephanie phones uh, Kurt Angle and demands that Kevin be given another chance. Uh, pretty good match. Um, you know these guys are all what they are. The crowd is like super over for Mr. Elias. To the point that he he gets the ring announcer girl there to bring his guitar over and they're they're, they're begging him to sing, they want him to sing in the worst yeah. of ways, and of course yeah. he, he doesn't he doesn't ever gets to that point of course but which is actually you know good booking to some degree, um, you know what happened happened and it looks like Lashley's gonna get the win and out comes Sami Zayn, blasts him. Owens off the top with Frog Splash for the pin. So he's in the money in the bank. Um, didn't have a problem with the booking. Didn't have a problem with, uh, I mean, Lashley don't need the win. They can still sneak him into that match yet in another way if they want to. Uh, get on Owens. But they've actually maybe got him doing something worth doing. Uh, and Elias, well, that fucker's so over that... They can do whatever they want with him right now, and it's still going to be gold because he is to, he he is one of those guys. He found whatever that niche was, and he found it, and he can do no wrong right now. So I I hope they do it right with him. I'm not sure where his push is going to go, but uh, he didn't need to win the, that match, so it was okay that he that he wasn't involved in the finish. But uh, it was a pretty good match. It was the best match of the night by far, for my two cents. Well, <clears throat> Elias, I uh, I knew of in NXT. Um, I loved the gimmick from the jump. I didn't know if he could work or not, and he's still not a great worker, but he's decent enough. Looks like a wrestler, and uh, the gimmick's great. And uh, he's over as fuck. So the only the only negative, and I again look at it from a different perspective, is that he's an admitted gambler. Um, talked about. Uh, at the time he was traveling with 
whoever was the healthy Dasher Dawson and Jason Jordan and said that every city they Google the local casino closest to their hotel and play blackjack all night till their flight. And that's not a good habit to have, trust me. Um, so <laughs> no, no matter no matter how much money you make. Um, so uh, hopefully that he'll be too busy to be doing that with his push and so forth. Um, secondly, Lashley keeps getting, I hope this Sammy thing is the breakout where neither of them end up in that fucking uh, crash test dummy match where you end up getting killed if you're whatever. But um, hopefully it'll be a singles match with his whatever angle with his fake sisters is next week. And Lashley can actually, you know, have a great match with Sammy and, and throw him around and what have you. And, uh, you know, Sammy will still be in the same position if he puts over Lashley. And uh, I'm tired of Lashley, you know, in tags with Braun and Roman and everybody else. The money to me in Lashley, if there is any, is is the background of being a shoot fighter for Bellator, fighting a shoot fighter from UFC and Brock and figure it out from there. Well, that's, um, yeah, that's that, kind of what I thought they'd do with it, that uh, they'll let Strowman beat uh, Lesnar, and then they'll push the Lesnar-Lashley uh, angle. Yeah, one can hope. Um, and then the third participant, uh, as we mentioned earlier, the underrated Kevin Owens, because not only did he have, I don't know how many minute match with Rollins, which was very grueling, and he took a lot of crazy bumps, then he does that full match uh, within the next two hours. And, you know, the guy looks to be back up to about 275 with a bigger belly than he had, you know, say three, four months ago. Might be doing some eating and not, you know, getting as much in as he might have back then. And uh, But he's, it's still not affected his work in the ring and it's still not affected his gas or his wind. Um, and he's super over. As I mentioned, he has like eight or nine t-shirts because it's supply and demand kind of thing. If there's a, if there's a demand, then Vince will put the supply out there and he has KO mania one, KO mania two. He said, if the money rolls in, you'll be on television. You're a heel and you're selling that many shirts. You're getting nice, uh, merch checks and, for a guy that works that hard and takes those bumps and cares about it that much, he should have a lifetime job, in my opinion, unless there's some other shit I don't know about. He's also, uh, so, yeah, I agree. I'd also say he's he's, also he's learned to uh, he's he's smartened up on social media and the things too, where he used to get involved in the you know him and Cornette and all that, and he he's learned not to bother. He is yeah, what he he's, is. He's awesome. not, to, not to give two shits about what any of those guys have got to say. You know, he's the one making the making the bank, as they say. So, you know, Cornette's an old yeah, friend, um, and uh, comment on that Twitter thing. Cornette's an old friend, and uh, has his opinions. Very strong they are. Um, uh, but if you go back to, the, to Ring of Honor, when I wasn't paying attention to Kevin Steen, admittedly I wasn't. Um, never thought he'd be WWE, so I didn't pay attention, and that's my bad. But the few clips I've looked at, uh, there was one face to face where he absolutely owned Cornette, um, and they didn't script, they didn't have Vince in their ear, they didn't have writers. It was just one on one, verbally, 
and he owned Jimmy, and that's saying something because Jimmy's one of the best talkers in the history of wrestling. So he's a pretty quick. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say something. Um, nope. So no, yeah, no, Love Love Owens in the match, but I don't because he's always uh, one of those guys like Edge, and Edge is retired at a very young age that wants to go out there and have the best fucking match with those stupid ladders. And he may do a fucking cannonball or something. And I just worry about those guys that, uh, that really want to entertain and really want to shine in those stupid, uh, whatever the last ladder match that was on somewhere had one ladder. That's cool. I'm fine with that. But, with all those ladders all over the ring, that's how Ambrose got hurt before. And... It's not um, the payoff isn't good enough for the potential for injury there. You know, you've only got yeah, only one guy, and yeah, it's not worth it. To me, that's garbage. It doesn't do anything for me. But that's just well, me. back before when they didn't know, or you know, they were still learning about the concussions and all that stuff. You know, the guys, I guess, if you were willing to break your legs and or whatever, I guess that was, you know, they didn't see that as being that big a deal or as big a deal. But when we're talking about, uh, you know, permanent brain damage just because you're going to take a ladder sh- shot, you know, that's just stupid, really. Yeah. I mean, nobody I else would do it. I mean, all you got to do is, is see footage of that... Uh, botched spot where Joey Mercury damn near gets his eye tore out of his head. And you think, you know, that's... uh, Yeah, you know, you think that's another sixteenth of an inch in the other direction, and he's a a one-eyed guy. Okay, well, I don't know about you, but uh, my sight... I I don't know that there's a price I'm willing to pay to lose it. If it is, I don't know what that is, but uh, now now if we're going to notch it up to... uh, You're going to be mentally incompetent by the time you're 50. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm already 50, so I would be I'd be done for already. Just so that Oh, yeah, but he took a he took a hell of a bump in that ladder match back in 83. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, well, that, what nobody remembers. Kinda why, nobody remembers that anymore. I know. That's kind of why I side with Scott Hall saying don't be a mark for yourself, just fucking make money in. Well, there's there's you limits. Know. I mean, I I think if you asked Mick Foley uh, if you could do it over again, would you maybe kind of maybe rethink those some of the things you did? I mean, in the moment we know you didn't, but now that you've got what double hip replacements and you're what is he? I don't even think he's as old as I am, and the guy can't walk down the street. You know, was that a was that a price that was that really worth paying? Speaking of which, did you see he's- the? On a wrestling-related mark. Well, give, yeah, give me a comment about Mick, and then I'll tell you my story. Well, we still got time. No, I was just going to say he's a year or two older than you. I think he's 52. Is he? Okay, but, but not close enough. Doesn't matter. But, um, uh, there was a story on, uh, I don't remember where I read it. Might have been Observer. But uh, uh, Mr. Brutus Beefcake has got to go fund me for, uh, he needs knee surgery. Uh how much money do you think saw, he needs? I saw help Brutus Beefcake, but I didn't click it. No, no I was supposed to, uh, I was apparently supposed to fight Ed him before Le- I Apparently, Sam for it. all the years Ed Leslie wrestled and all the money that guy must have made, uh, he doesn't have $7,000 for uh, knee surgery. 
to be frank, he may he may not have that money. Um, that oh yeah no I I don't think that's a work I'm pretty sure that's a that's a hundred percent shoot, but that's pretty sad yeah. that uh, you know a guy that put in that that kind of time not that he was the greatest wrestler in the world or anything but well he was around for a long time. Apparently yeah. a couple people made comments that you know like where's your buddy Hogan? <laughs> Surely the Hulk's got guy could spot you ten grand for that knee surgery, but apparently they don't get along anymore. Some some kind of conflict there. That, oh, but sad to see. Well, I've always had. I mean, I Go ahead. I've always had the contention. Well, not always, but in the last decade, the Scientology hub of America of the world is Clearwater, and that's where Hulk Hogan lives. And well, you think the, I believe the he's a Scientologist. I believe, yeah, he's a, a, a fucked up Scientologist and. Uh, you know, brother, um, uh, Brutus is in okay, a, that Brutus, be, last, yep. last I checked, Brutus lived in, uh, the Boston area, and I don't know if that's changed. Maybe he's down in Tampa again, I don't I'm know. sure. But, uh, he, uh, he probably does need, uh, you know, seven grand. And, uh, but I see he's, uh, when I rip him up on Wikipedia here, I see he's been divorced twice. So that may explain where, uh. There's a possibility yeah. of explaining where his uh, money may have went. Uh, plus, he's also uh, uh, recovered, uh, or is supposedly, uh, I'm not sure if this is 100% true or not, but definitely he's been in rehab for coke. So that would yeah. also explain where where a lot of your money probably went. So, But you know what? Nobody should, uh, that all, even if it's all true, and even if he's the biggest shithead in the universe, which I'm not saying he is or isn't because I don't know him. And I, I don't know. I've never really heard anything all that bad about him. Um, nobody should uh, – you shouldn't have to you – know, you shouldn't have to worry about, about shit like that in your life. I'm about, I'm about, I'm about to tell you something bad about him. Um, when I had the uh, farce of a boxing match that I got double-crossed that was supposed to be a uh, shoot, then it worked, then uh, sand fuck, faggy, sandman, pussy – Double cross me and punch me in the face in front of two thousand people when I wasn't, you know, preparing for a fight. The original matchup was TR Delco TR because it was a Delco product from Damon Feldman um, versus Brutus the Barber Beefcake, and I went through it with the promoter that his face can't be hit. So are we doing our work? And he goes, I don't know. Call him. You guys work it out. So I called him and. uh you know, I had met him when I was a kid, but I didn't know him or whatever. I call him at 9.30 at night, and uh, he's like, hello? And I said, hey, man, this is uh, Tom Robinson. I'm, I'm I'm working with you on the uh, whatever date um, show uh, for Damon Feldman and uh, Celebrity Boxing. And he's like, oh, uh, I'm having dinner, man. Uh, yeah, I'll get back to you. Click. <laughs> so, I uh, having dinner. I, I don't know if that was true or not, but nine thirty seemed odd for one, and then just his, his whole demeanor. And I was reaching out not to fucking. I was reaching out because the promoter told me to, um, because I know the dude's face can't be hit. And what are we going to do here? Um, so. 
I went on. I in my it was in my drinking and steroid days. I I had some beer that night. And went on YouTube. I had like four thousand hits. Where I told him, quite frankly, that you're a fucking cunt, and I don't give a shit if you were in the guy of the eighties, and I don't give a fuck if your if your face is held up by you know sticks. I'm gonna punch it, and fuck you if you die because you acted like a dick when I was just trying to talk. I just shot, and uh, you know, it got it got some traction, and then he pulled out of the whole fucking thing, and that's when I got my uh, you know new opponent, the Sandman. But anyway, he was so hurting for money after that, he uh, came back for Feldman, and Feldman promised him he wouldn't be hit, and he fought a a mess of a guy himself called El Wingador who won one time in the Philly wing fucking eating contest called Wing Bowl. But he's also did time for dealing coke and shit. Oh, Philadelphia, how I love you. How I love you, Philadelphia. What a place. Yeah, so um, El Wingador uh, is a big dude, but he's a coke dealer, uh, you know, whatever. And he don't know, and Damon probably didn't tell him that Brutus can't be hit, and it's got to be a work. So he came out, and the first thing he did was swung as hard as he could at Brutus's face, and grazed, and Brutus just literally quit. Like, what the fuck? I'm not. I'm not even supposed to be hit here. It's a work. And but anyway, uh, that that night, or maybe a, a short time after, he was in this area again. And Mary's Cafe is uh, two blocks from my house, and Beefcake was with some hag. And actually had to be kicked out, and that's it's it would be a very rare occasion for anyone to be kicked out of Mary's. Um, but he got kicked out of Mary's little corner bar, and uh, and he's also a celebrity, and they knew who he was, so they were giving him every benefit. But he was like reaching over the bar and grabbing bottles and fucking drinking them and shit, and just acting like an asshole, and he was in his fucking late 50s, I think, at the time. Uh, so, <clears throat> he is he is a bit of a douchebag. He's got two divorces. He was cokehead. And uh, so, he probably does need the seven grand. All that said, when I was with Hockey Talk, man, he, he had some nice things to say about him, because I told him basically what I told you. And he said he went through a period, and I had to reflect that I went through a period, too, where I wasn't really the nicest guy in the world. So, if he's if he's normal now and he's not a fucking jerk off. Then... Yeah, I, I don't know about any of that, but I mean, I guess I, I can't blame a guy for wanting to walk. So, yeah, you know, that's really what it comes down to. Well, I think on that note, that's a hell of a good story to end it on. Um, we got forty five seconds left, so uh, I think we'll probably wrap it up for tonight. Uh, on the inaugural Wide Men Can't Moonsault, and believe me when we say that, that's a fact. Well, Nate Bush might be able to, possibly, but these two wide men aren't moonsaulting anywhere except to roll over in bed, maybe to grab the remote and turn a TV channel. But uh, other than that, uh, you got to plug anything there, Tom? Uh, if we don't do something tomorrow night, for whatever reason, about sports, Betting, which we haven't touched on, uh, we will be on Wednesday 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. with our flagship NBA show, Wide Men Can't Jump, going over the games that have already 
finished in the conference finals. Follow at TR Shock, follow at Wide Jump. That's it for me. Sounds good, man. Everybody have a good morning. Uh, we're, what, one thirty in the morning on the East Coast. Hope uh, for any of you who are listening, thanks a lot. Uh, see you again next time, and have a good night.